There is no hope, said the man that was ashamed. Let's talk about it. Today marks Pentecost, which is 50 days. It's a way to say 50 days past the resurrection. Pentecost is a simple time where people gave thanks to God for what the land had produced and for what the labor in the fields had yielded. Do you know Jesus never promised that the Holy Spirit would come on Pentecost? The Holy Spirit, what are you talking about? Who is that? The Trinity, the third person. Jesus said, hey, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send you a helper who will give you peace, guide you into some things that I've been telling you. He'll teach you. And this is somebody you got to have. Okay, so Jesus promises that, and then he goes ahead and goes to the cross, where he gives up his life here on this earth for you, for, for me, for everyone. And then he says this, after he's seen, after the resurrection, look, go into a city, stay there until I send you somebody that you're going to need, a comforter, a standby, somebody that will be here for you to answer some questions, lead you, guide you into the truth. He will teach you things to come. This is a guy you need. And I say guy, not irreverently. He is part of the Trinity. He is God. And his responsibility here is to teach us, to be in us. And that was important to Jesus. And he told him to wait for this promise. So they got into the weeds and they started asking about the kingdom and when he would establish that rule. <laughs> You're missing the point. It's not about having the system in place for a worldly benefit. This is about enabling an individual to now hear from God himself. And he says, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the world about sin and about righteousness and about judgment. Listen to this, about sin, <laughs> because they didn't believe on me. About righteousness, because Jesus is about to present his blood to the Father and your righteousness is based on him. About judgment. Because the ruler of this world, Satan himself, has been judged and condemned. Then he goes on to say, I have many things to tell you, but you're not able to bear them yet. Remember my opening statement where I said, there is no hope, said the man who was ashamed. Well, the Apostle Paul, who is obviously equipped from God himself, Jesus said, I had many things to tell you, but you wasn't able to bear them. So he had other people pin some things for him. The Apostle Paul said, hope makes us not ashamed. Why? Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by that gift that he sent, the Holy Spirit. You know, if you took a good man and ask, hey, who would give up their life so that this man could live? Some would probably do it. And if you took a righteous man and pled his case to the public and said, hey, would somebody die for this person who we consider to be right? Some might even do that. But where we're limited is we don't know the heart of people like we should. We just look at them, you know, face value and say, yeah, they seem like a good person. And you're willing to go to the extreme for some, not all. But God knew everybody. <laughs> he knew the sins of everyone. And yet God commanded his love toward us while we were yet dead in our sins. He sent his son to die for us. We get it wrong, folks. We mess up. There's people in this world that have messed up, will mess up, and will continue to mess up. Are we going to keep going in the vein that we're going to just blast them and to not love them? Or are we going to let God's love go through us to these individuals? Here is the issue. It is not about judgment. 
The world is not in a position to judge itself. Only God can do that. Yes, we hold people accountable for what they've done wrong, but we have to get past that thought process of trying to convict all the people that don't think like we think. We need to let God be God and let us do our thing. Now, there's a lot of people that think that because of this day being Pentecost, that the Holy Spirit will just come in and like that mighty rushing wind that Acts recorded and sweep us away and get us out of here, and they miss the bigger point. It is not the day to where we get out of here. It's a day to recognize what we've been doing. Has the fruit been in the field? Look at your life. Look at your churches. Look at this world right now. This is a call to action. This is not a let's get out of here and let the rest of them suffer. No. If you love God, you will love his children and the ones that are not his children because he wants the harvest. He wants you to spread the good news that because there's a fallen man here still left on this earth, there's still hope because he's still on this earth. He hasn't crossed over into eternity. Jesus has paid the price for him, for you, for me. He's paid the price so that you and I could come to know him. That's the good news. So why do we have such hatred for each other? The world is crying right now, rallying behind a cause and a, a, and a just cause. This gentleman that just passed away at this officer's hand, so to speak, it didn't have to happen. Somebody should have stepped up. Somebody should have stepped in, but they didn't. So, you know, now the righteous will say that is wrong and we will condemn it and we will hold the guy accountable. But at the same time that we're spewing this justice for all mentality, we have to remember, had it not been for God himself stepping in for our sins, we would be just as guilty. No, we didn't put our knee on that guy's neck. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that we've all been guilty of some sort of sin that would have condemned somebody else's life to hell. How many of you ever cussed somebody else out wishing that they would go somewhere that is not pleasant? But yet we sit here in our ivory towers thinking that the, what that person did, his ac actions, his negligence, his even if it was an evil uh, intent, was le or more of a sin than our sin. Jesus said, be careful, because even if you think about doing it, it's as if you've done it. So don't say that my sin is watered down compared to this guy's. No, no, no. We all serve the same God, right? So we're all supposed to view it the way he views it, which means that one sin, very small sin, is equal to very big sins in reference to whether or not you make heaven your home, right? So we're all guilty. We've all become guilty in the sin world. But Jesus stepped in and said, I'll take care of the flesh, I'll take care of the sins, and I will make sure that there's no sins that will enter into heaven to cause us any problems anymore. But I will also, with that, require that you accept the payment. The sin that now will keep you out of heaven is whether or not you believe on me. Made it pretty simple. Romans 10, 13, call upon the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you'll believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. Pretty easy. Cost him a lot. Folks, let's not get caught up in the weeds. 
Let's not have no hope because the Holy Spirit has been poured out. It is a Pentecostal day, Pentecost day, 50 days past, so to speak, the remembrance of Easter and what it was about. Jesus dying for the sins of the world and the harvest that is now in this earth because of his labor. We can celebrate today. But as we're quick to point fingers and tell the world that we're all going to hell in a handbasket, let us remember that we're the ones that's supposed to be given some hope here. That we're the ones that's supposed to be calling people to action that says, you're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself. And that means the good ones and the bad ones. You know, we're supposed to love the guy that actually killed the guy and also the guy that got killed. We're supposed to love each other. We are supposed to lay down our lives for each other if need be. Now, I know this message isn't for everybody. This is supposed to be just for the Christ-like people, the ones that are supposed to be loving people right now. In spite of the hurt, in spite of the pain that people have put you in and put you through, you should still be able to say, you know what, you're not changing me, pal. You're not changing me, gal. You are you, I am me, and I am not moving off of my determination to love you regardless. Now that means we can set some boundaries, but that also means I have to forgive you and to walk with you if you need somebody. That's hard. Folks, that's hard. But we, we were not encouraged to take up our bed and uh, a pillow and just go casually live this thing out. We were told to take up our crosses. <laughs> the things that want to kill you, that the things that are strapped to you that you don't want to endure, we're asked to take that stuff up on behalf of our fellow citizens and endure the pain for the short term because your eternal reward is even greater. I know this is heavy. But like you, I just look at the world and shake my head. We need more love in the world, for sure, 100%. And it starts not with the government. It starts with you. It starts with me. It starts with just common folk that God can use mightily. If you look at the resumes of the people that he used, they were the most messed up people. (laughs) And he still used them because I believe He wants you to see, you and I both to see, that it doesn't take the most pedigreed people in the world for him to use to make a difference for eternity. Love people. And most important, love yourself. You know, it's hard to love other people when you hate yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror right now. Just say, hey, I love you. Why? Because God loves you and you're worth dying for. Now, when you look at humanity, you have to say the same thing. If you accept Jesus as your Savior, you have to look at the world as if God himself would have gave one son, he'd give many sons. And your responsibility right now is to give your life for the ones that he wants you to give your life to. Be an encourager out there. Don't be a hater. Don't tear people down this week. Love and support them. This is Pentecost. 50 days marking a harvest of things that we've done in our lives when we look at the things that are here are we happy are we satisfied or do we need to sow different types of seeds that are produced different outcomes this week plant different seeds when people want you to hate say no i choose to love
Can I pray with you right now? I know I have listeners all around the globe. I get the stats. Father, to all these listeners around the globe, even locally, I ask that you encourage them. The Holy Spirit has been sent here to be our helper, and I thank you for him. And I'm asking you to help us all to see a better love walk in our own lives, things that we could do better instead of doing the sharp tongue toward one another, maybe a soft spoken word that turns away wrath is the better option. Give us the encouragement to walk a different life. As we look back over the seeds that we've sown, uh, we might be happy with them, but others, uh, we might be a little upset. We don't want these seeds. We don't want this crop. We want crop failure. We want to sow new seeds. Father, for those that are really wanting to do that, I'm asking that you let them do it, but then give them a supernatural harvest to where you're causing the seeds to grow quicker causing the manifestation to come because time is short this world needs your love and the way they experience that is through humanity for people who know their god can do mighty exploits your word says so help us to get to know you better in jesus's name amen i'm your host michael myers and if there's anything i can ever pray with you about you just let me know And it's no problem. Just reach out to the studio and I myself or some local pastors will be happy to pray for you.